0: Y'all get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. This is one of your hosts, Mr. David Coker, proprietor of Dave Mark Inc., promoter, event planner, marketing specialist. Uh, all-around good guy, what can I say? Um, It's me, you know, and I'm hanging out with my partner, Mr. Leonard Young. What's going on, sir?
0: Hey, Dave, everything is good. This is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide, DelawareBlack.com, black media specialist, the number one all-around good guy. How's it going, Dave? Uh, How are you recovering?
1: Recovering from what?
0: I mean, you, you ain't watched TV last night?
1: Oh, you talking about that? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You determined to talk about it, aren't you? Uh, about what? Uh, about.
0: So it looks like Dave may have clicked off on us real quick. So we'll probably wait for him to get back. But of course, if um. Everyone who listens to the show knows that Dave is a a huge, huge Eagles fan, and um, unfortunately, yesterday the Eagles didn't show and prove as you know a lot of us hoped they would against probably the team that they wish they would have the most, which is uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Dave, are you back? <laughs>
1: oh, you, oh, you had to put out there that I wasn't here. <laughs>
0: You know, for, well, I mean, you, you know, you, you 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 had dipped on it, but I knew you would be yeah, back. Yeah, well, so. that's
1: because I told you, see see what you made me do when you brought up that whole thing?
0: <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you got know, flustered.
1: Yeah, I know. What can I say? It was a, it was a mess, man. Um, last couple of weeks have been a mess. But, you know, even with as bad as they played, you know, they still got the best type with the best record in the league in. Still the number, you know. Still the number one. Um, um. Still have a chance at the number one seed for the playoffs. So,
0: oh wow. Okay. And now, who, now, who, who's their who's their next game against?
1: Seattle. Uh, the Seattle uh, Seahawks. Okay. Next Monday. Um, it should be a win, but nothing's been that way. <laughs> nothing's
0: been easy for right. them lately.
1: So, right. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
0: So. You say um, no, no no guarantees. No,
1: right now, nothing seems to be guaranteed. But this is what happens at the end of the season.
0: Because mm-hmm. people,
1: you know, it's survival of the fittest right now, Dallas and San Fran are playing the best ball. But I hate to say that, but they are. But then, you know, uh, it's only going to be one winner at the end of the season. So we don't right. know who that is yet. So. Right. So. Okay. I'm
0: just we'll Yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: But other than that, man, other than having uh having that game spoil the weekend, even though it was a wet and rainy weekend, did it rain where oh, you were?
0: Um, so not too much. But I mean, we we got back Sunday, so I mean, Sunday was just, I mean, they they like we said before, you know, get get the ark and uh two of each animal, <laughs> load them up. Yeah. Um. How, uh, was it
1: warm down where you were? You were in Charlotte, right?
0: Yeah. Um. So it was definitely warm. I think the high, we might hit some highs of 60s. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, of course, nighttime got cold. Whatever that cold right. was, but yeah. So definitely mm-hmm. in the 60s. Okay.
1: Well, the weather's been warm because I know. I mean, weird because I know yesterday when the football games were being played, they would. Uh, this was before the games even started. There was one of the guys was on one of the football shows was doing a weather, a weather thing. And he was talking about the weather for all the games where all the games were being played. Mm -hmm. And the warmest spot, what was that? The warmest spot was 60 degrees. And I want to say that was Arizona no, that wasn't Arizona. I forget where they said that. What that game was, but sixty degrees was the warmest spot in the country yesterday. Wow, for, that, for that's all the it? games, yeah,
0: oh, of all they, games. Okay. yeah, of all the games,
1: yeah, of all the games where all the games mm-hmm. were being played, yeah, 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 it was sixty something degrees. Yeah, so I don't know. I just thought that was weird. That just tells you because you know you guys wasn't here Friday, right?
0: No, we were not.
1: So you know it snowed had, uh, up until twelve o'clock on Friday, right? Did it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It, it, I mean, it came down pretty good too. I mean, it was it, it started in the morning, like around seven thirty, eight o'clock, somewhere around there, and it just went and it stopped around twelve. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, we we definitely weren't here for that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was interesting. Uh, I was like, okay, are they trying to tell us something? Is this going to be a snow snow year or what, you know? So. And then the weekend was warm. I mean, well, Saturday was warm, you know, so. But we'll see what happens. So. So uh what we got what we got going on otherwise. You you good?
0: Yeah, everything else is good to go, you know, another week. You know, counting down these uh weeks to the end of the year, you know, of course um my class that's that i've been working diligently on uh this week is the last week of my class so i'm excited oh, oh okay uh, so are you going to pass um so well you know um, the class definitely the test is in uh january so you know i uh, will have a little bit of time and, uh, oh you got to pass the test okay yep,
1: right. yeah okay all right um, oh i meant to tell you one of my coworkers just happened to mention that they're supposed to be going camping down at the GNR campground.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Yeah. When? Um, when is that? It must it's supposed to be sometime soon because she said that uh, they're supposed to be going down there. I have to find out from her. Um, but um, her and her family are going are going down. There. She says she's been down there before. Oh, okay. This is before you, you know, you took over there. Yeah. Down. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, but they, they apparently do some, they do apparently like to camp as a family. So.
0: Okay. Well, well, Dave, um, let them know or let, ask them to let you know, before they come down, just, you know, just so we can make sure we give them the best impression. Okay.
1: All right. I I will, I'll say something to her tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but, um, I said, okay. All right. I said I. I think I know the guy that owns that place. That's what I said to her, you know. So she said they're going to help me out. Annie? they're going to give me discount. I said, Nah, knowing him, I said I wouldn't even uh, to this uh, counter, come
0: on if well, I came they, down, would, anyway. with, Yeah, well, Dave, you know, we would have hooked them up if you had told us. But now, since he you he didn't, I guess I got to. Well, you know, well, she just told me. I mean, I didn't know. She just happened to mention it. Matter of fact, she wasn't even telling
1: me. She just happened to mention it. And I said, g n r Did you say G&R? She said, Yeah, we're supposed to go down to DNR um, for camping. I said, Oh, okay. So, let's see what happens. Okay. All right, well, so, so I, I I will find out. And I'll let, I'll I'll let you know when she's supposed to come down there, and I'll give okay. you. Okay. Did you ever hear back from um from the lady Crystal who about the um. I, I lost my train of thought now. Um, about the registry, as far as getting in on the registry,
0: no, I didn't. I, I need to follow up. Okay, yeah, definitely check back
1: with her and and find out about that. Um, so, because I think that's something that you guys need to do, um, and that will be uh, something that uh, will make you guys stand out even more.
0: Okay. All right. Definitely. Okay. All right.
1: All right. So let's get, let's get to our stories. Um, we got a few stories for you today and I think, uh, <laughs> I have to laugh because I think people are going to think we have a little pattern today <laughs> of stories. So, but, um, you know, it is what it is folks. So we're, we're going to, we're going to go with these stories that we have. Um, um, I don't know. Did you happen to hear about uh this first story that we're gonna talk about? Um uh, the woman who tried to burn down Martin Luther King's house. Did you hear about
0: nope. that? Nope. Nope. Um when you when you sent me the video just now, that was my first time seeing it. I, I knew yeah. nothing about it.
1: Well, I heard about it on um what's that? Um um one of the radio programs I was listening to this morning, they happened to mention it. And I had heard it over the weekend, but I was like, well, that's interesting. And, of course, automatically, as soon as you hear somebody tried to burn down Martin Luther King's house, what are you thinking right
0: away? A white person. (laughs) Uh, A white male.
1: (laughs) A white male. There you go. Okay.
0: All right. Well, listen to this.
1: Georgian native Lanisha Chantrese. Henderson, don't sound like white male to me. <laughs> no, <I doubt> it doesn't. <laughs> okay, was charged with second degree arson after attempting to burn down the childhood home of Martin Luther King last week, according to sports. Uh, to sports, Kita, the twenty-six-year-old lived in Tallahassee, Florida, and enlisted in the Navy after graduating from Eufala High School. Henderson served four years in the U.S. Navy and reportedly earned medals for good conduct. (laughs) How's that? Okay. When she tried to burn down the historic MLK structure, her father said she was experiencing mental health issues. Unfortunately, Henderson was stopped by two off-duty New York police officers who had been visiting the center, and they detained her until Atlanta police arrived. Henderson was arrested and charged with criminal attempt attempted arson and criminal attempted interference with the government property the uh, it says tonight an unfortunate incident occurred at the birth home of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. as the individual attempted to set fire to the historic property the Martin Luther King Jr Center in a statement fortunately the attempted. The attempt was unsuccessful thanks to the brave Good Samaritans and the quick response of law enforcement. So here we are. We have a story here about um, someone trying to burn down the Martin Luther King um, birth home. And it's a uh, center, that, uh, historic center there now. And actually, there was a, there's a video. Uh, and you and I took a brief look at the video, uh, where you actually could see the young lady with a gas can, spreading gasoline all over the porch and um, around the windows of the house. She was ready to torch the place. She was not playing. And it just so happened that um, two off-duty police officers happened to see her. And they actually wrestled her down to the ground, excuse me, and and held her there until police, um, the Atlanta police got there. now they said she has some mental illness and, I, I'm, and we're not sure what the, her motivation was as far as trying to burn down this historic, um, build, uh, building. Um, What's your thoughts on this? What do you think? What do you think about this?
0: I mean, you know, I, I definitely think it's crazy. So, um, to be honest, the first thing I, th- I thought when I saw her pouring the gas on and somebody questioned her and she tried to turn away was mm-hmm. mental illness. Like, you know, mental illness was the first thing that kind of came to my mind. And, you know, Dave, you, you know, you and I kind of joked about it a little bit, but when she, so she was, so she had, they, that wasn't even a five gallon thing of uh, gas. That was a 10 gallon, you know. Yeah, no, she was not
1: playing. That was a big can- canister. Yeah.
0: You know, that, so that was a big canister of gasoline she was trying to put. And, um, you know, so she was trying to douse it on the windows. And as soon as somebody questioned her, she turned around and tried to act like she was watering the bushes, which I yeah. mean, I, you know, I thought was kind of funny, but. You know, thinking back, you know, it just kinda makes me think mental illness. And um I'm I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but this was during broad daylight. Like broad oh, yeah. daylight, oh, yeah. You know, this it, was not it, at it night. Wasn't at this, he wanted to be but... seen. It was yeah, almost it
1: like a call for help.
0: Hey, right. you know, it wasn't early morning, it wasn't late at night. This I mean, it looked like it was like two o'clock in the afternoon.
1: And and keep in mind in the story, I said that these two people that stopped her were visiting the center. So you know that she was not trying to hide what she was trying to do. But when you hear her talk, she sounds like, I don't know, she sounds inebriated, or, um, or maybe that's just her psyche at these days. She was in the service. I don't know. She has some PTSD. I don't, you know, there could be a lot going on. She's only 26 years old. She did four years in the service. Um, you know, it's really a shame. We've done so many stories about young people and their mental health. I mean, and you know, guys, we're in our third year doing this podcast now, and yep. how, how many stories have we done about people, young people, and what's going on with them? You know, mentally. I mean, it's been quite as, a few.
0: Yeah, I mean, as much as we know, maybe fifty percent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um I I think um there's a big crisis out here uh, um when it comes to the mental health and, and young folk especially. They're they're in a lot of trouble. Um there's and and really uh really it's it's I think I saw something the other day that right now there's a shortage of ther- uh, therapists out there who, as far as counseling is concerned, for um, for people who um, are under the age. I think they said something. They did it age-wise. They said if you're a if you're a teenager to 30 years old. I think I saw or maybe twenty five years old I forget what it was that there's a shortage of of um qualified therapists or psychiatrists or psych psychologists to be able to counsel these these people because there's so many of them looking for help right now that's yeah. what i that's what I saw and it's 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 really a shame and when you got somebody like this who spent this time in the service, now we don't know what might have happened in the service to her. Um Because, you know, when you go in the service, the very first thing that is going to happen to you is that you're going to get on a regiment that puts you in a certain type of discipline. hmm And I don't care what branch of the service it is, you're going to be... You ever meet somebody that went in the... You ever... Um, Know somebody closely that before you knew them when you first met them, um, or when you knew them before they went into service, they might have been one particular way, but soon they came, soon as they went through basic training and everything, and you saw them again, say they were on furlough or something like that. And then you see them again, you say, wow, they're different. You ever notice that?
0: Um, I have not had any of those um, experiences.
1: I have, I have, and especially, and I tell you the ones that really, really definitely are different when they come back, like, after basic service, I mean, basic training and everything, is people that go in the Marines. Marines, they, that's hardcore, man, they, they, they just feel so, they just come back so different, but the discipline, you can see the discipline is there, so, Hopefully, this young lady gets the help that she needs. Um, thank God those guys happen to be passing by because just imagine, if she got a chance to light a match or strike a match. Yeah. That place would have went up because she definitely spreaded enough gasoline, according to the video. You can see it.
0: Hold on. Yeah. Was that a he or a she? I thought that was a she. That was
1: a she. That is a she. Oh, did okay. I say she?
0: Oh. No, you said he. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, we had to be cor-
1: correct with these, you know, pronouns mm-hmm. and so forth. Down days. So. Yeah, okay. But that's the story there. I think we should definitely want to keep an eye on to see what happens to her. Hopefully, well, she's down there in the south, you know. So you never know what may happen to her. May never hear from her again, you know. So, um, but hopefully, um, they're able to get her the help that she needs. And, um, you know, maybe, and hopefully they don't try to put her away for like 10 Mm -hmm. years for, for something that she didn't do. You know what I mean? She never got, you know, so.
0: Yeah. All
1: Um, right. Um, moving on to our next story.
0: Yep. So Dave, the the next story is, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to follow in your, uh, theme of, (laughs) uh. you know, t- telling the truth about what's going on in the world.
1: Mm. So,
0: you know, this story is something that just happened recently. This is at um, Ohio University, not to be mistaken with the Ohio State University. There you go. Yeah. Yep. But um, so there were uh, quote unquote racist white men who threatened the lives of black women at Ohio University so basically what happens is there were um three black women who were walking through the campus students at ohio university minding their business you know not not bothering anybody and they walked past two groups of white men who were arguing with each other and of course you know the article states um from the writer the author of the article who says he also went to a, a, a PWI, like Ohio University, being on campus and seeing people, you know, white, white men arguing with each other with nothing new, especially considering how much, you know, partying and drinking and all that stuff goes on. Right. So as the women are walking by the groups arguing, just minding their business, avoiding any trouble, they hear one of the men say the N-word. And the article doesn't specify whether they were talking to the women or they were just somebody in that group was talking to the other group. So when they heard the N-word, they confronted the group verbally, you know, just challenging the use of the N-word. Once they confronted the group, uh, one of the groups of, I guess, white men or people left. The other group comprised of three white men and one biracial black men started to follow the black women while yelling an array of racial slurs at them, including the N-word. And they, if that wasn't bad enough, the group um, took things to a whole nother level when they brandished firearms with laser attachments And they pointed them at the group shortly after, of course, the the group of men left the area. The incident was recorded on campus security, Um, local authorities, campus police search for the subject for the subject, but have been unable to find them. All four men in the group are wanted for aggravated menacing and possibly, um, you know, a, a crime labeled as a hate crime. So, you know, it's just interesting that all this happened on campus. And, you know, Dave, and you can tell me your thoughts. The first thing that came to my mind when they said the two groups were arguing with each other and the N-word was used, it made me think about how freely some uh non-Black people use the N-word in, you know, conversation and arguments. So, you know, I'm curious whether they were using the N-word to the Black women or they were just using the N word to the other group of, you know, men on that campus. So, but, you know, it was just interesting. What, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I mean, this type of stuff has been going on for years. I mean, to it made me automatically, while you were talking, it made me think about school, <laughs> you know, and uh, some of the issues that we had on campus there. Um. This is just something that's going to seem like it's always going to be around forever. Um, depending on where you are, and if there's a group of people who feel that they're more superior than you are, they're gonna they're gonna make it. No, they're gonna um, try to intimidate you or whatever the case may be. I just feel that we have to be more cognizant of our surroundings because um, you know we've talked about in the past people who are you know have the right to carry guns and 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 so forth, and I told you if I see somebody with a gun on their hip, I don't go where they go. I don't care if they're law enforcement or not because now that you have, you know, open carry, open concealed, uh, you know, concealed and open carry, that you don't know what the person's mental capacity may be.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, so, um, and the same thing with, with groups of people like this, you know, you just never know what they're going to be capable of. Just think, you just said that they haven't been able to find these people, right?
0: No, they have not found them.
1: Would they vanish in thin air?
0: I, I don't know. know. I mean, even though they were recorded on campus security cameras, they have not been. Able they to still find have them. not been able to find them. Excuse me.
1: So was it? Was it? Are they? They don't know if they're students.
0: So I mean, as of right now, they it looks like they don't know anything. So they haven't been able to find them. So it looks like they have not been able to confirm.
1: Now we know if if it was all blacks <laughs> creating this disturbance and doing this and doing that, you know, or you know they would have been found right away, right? Right. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, I just find it amazing um, how you can have videos and all of that kind of stuff uh, with technology and everything, and you can't find these people to find out what they were thinking about. First of all, nobody should feel that they can't be with their friends and be talked about. You know what I mean? There should be no way that that should happen. Um, No wonder that people are the way that they are. Everybody is just so, um, I don't know. People, everybody just seems to be so ready to to fight uh because you feel that you have to you have to 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 uh always feel like you're on the guard or you have to protect yourself because you just never know what people are going to do you don't know how people are going to react i had a guy yesterday i was on my way to church and um I'm going down the road on on our favorite road, Old Baltimore Pike. This guy pulls out in front of me, coming from his development, and he just and he pulls out in front of me. I mean, I had to put I had to hit the brakes to keep from running into him, right? So I blow the horn. You know, like I don't think he ever looked to see if I was coming, first of all. I blow the horn you know he didn't react or anything but you know what he did he purposely slowed down so i couldn't pass him wow and he took his time about 5 10 miles an hour all the way up to 273
0: and how how mad were you
1: i was i was mad but i see why people because people be gone <laughs> i don't know if you ever I don't know if you ever noticed, people be riding around people on the shoulder of the road and everything out there on Old Baltimore Pike. And I, you know, I wanted to do it. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, I'm not going to give him that satisfaction. But he just took his time and would not let, you know, automatically slow down. Now, of course, I could have been some high head and ran up on him and just bumped his car. Yeah. But, You know, but now I see why people have the mentalities that they do. And so if that group that was being antagonized or whatever the case may be had turned around and blasted them or something like that, who would have been in the wrong?
0: Yeah, I I agree. You know, I think it's just one of those things where um, so it kind of reminds me of the movie Unhinged. I don't know if you ever saw that with Gerard Butler. But, you know, just one of the things where everybody can have a bad day. And if you're having a bad day and someone pulls out in front of you and does stuff like that, you, you know. Yeah, it. Like you might catch, some, you might some, catch that some,
1: person some, off. That wrong day, that could be it, man. Yeah, you know, because that guy, that guy, when he slowed down, man, I said, oh, no, he's not taking his car. And making me slow down, man. There was a line of cars behind me two cars behind me. start. you can hear the cars blowing the horn because they thought it was me, but no, yeah. it was this guy, you know, taking his time. So, um, but we're in a, we're in a different day and time. You can't, you have to gauge the situations. You can't, you can't fly off the handle anymore. Um, because you never know what people are going to do. In this situation with this group of people, that they can't seem to find that has just magically disappeared off the face of the earth. Bet you one of them was probably the dean's son, but that's a whole nother story. You never know, so that's probably why they can't find them. But what if what if something had happened to those to 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 uh, the young ladies or whatever? What
0: mm-hmm. what if
1: something happened to them now? Would that make them find them any quicker? Of course. Yeah. You know, and that's why when you hear stories about women being accosted or, or, you know, um, um, being, you know, being abducted and being raped and stuff like this, you know, um, a lot of times it's because they don't always listen to the first story that's told when they said that this person or they felt threatened in some kind of way. And we have to, we have to do better. We have to, we have to be able to protect the people that need to be protected because some that could have went terribly wrong that particular night or day, whenever that happened. So that's my thoughts on it. Um, you know, uh, I, You know, hopefully they find those guys. But what are they going to do to them, really? What are they going to
0: do? Yeah, I mean, if if they brandish the gun on campus, I could see them uh, doing a lot. But they have to prove that. They have to prove
1: that. They can't find them. How are they going to prove they had a gun?
0: Well, they said it recorded on uh, campus security. Weren't they recorded
1: on campus security?
0: I mean that I'm Dave I'm, I'm just I'm 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 just a messenger. I'm just a messenger. I'm reading the article.
1: I know, but I'm just saying if they got they got their pictures and everything on on security camera and they can't find them. How are they going to find the uh, gun?
0: Well, we'll see. We'll have to stay tuned. Do you think
1: they'll find that gun, Leonard? Come on, think about it.
0: Right. Now nah, I I get it. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll
1: see what happens. Hope uh, Leonard Leonard will be Keeping a close eye on this story, folks, to see see what happens from this point on. All right. We'll go ahead and move on to our next story, Stand in line with today's topic. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we're, we're having a – we have to apologize for our stories today, but this is what – well, this one's not too bad. This one's a good one, actually. Started out as bad, but then it becomes a good story. So um, let's see. The title of this one is Man in Prison as Teen for Flower Shop Killing is released after Judge those out his conviction. So this story is about a 35-year-old man who was sent to prison for a 2004 killing of a man in a Minneapolis flower shop was, who was released Monday after the judge ruled the eyewitness evidence on which his conviction rested was unreliable. Marvin Haynes, who was 16 at the time of the killing, was released from prison shortly after the the judge's ruling. Um, the Hennepin County Attorney's Office said it agreed with defense attorneys that Haynes had had proven in court that admitting the, the shaky evidence violated his constitutional rights during the 2005 trial for the killing of Randy uh, Shear, 55, who was shot during a robbery. I just want to thank everybody that supported me through the whole journey, Haynes told reporters outside the prison, and now y'all can recognize I'm actually innocent, he said. Hennepin County Attorney uh, Mary Moriarty said in a statement that Hayes' prosecution was terrible was a terrible injustice. He said that the conviction depended almost entirely on an eyewitness identification and that there was no forensic evidence such as fingerprints or DNA nor video connecting him to the crime. We inflicted um, harm on Mr. Hayes and his family and also on Harry Shearer, the victim, and his family and the community, Moriari said. We cannot undo the trauma experienced by those impacted by this prosecution, but today we have taken steps in writing this wrong. What's your thoughts on that? What do you think? What do you think about that?
0: Um, well, they say uh, complexion, he has a complexion for protection.
1: Yeah. Well, well did he? Not this guy.
0: <laughs> what are you doing over there? All right, well, the the, the
1: opposite. Okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah, no, he had no protection. <laughs> Not this dude. This dude ended up he he was the right complexion. He just mm-hmm. wasn't protected. Um right. you know, um apparently he must have been railroaded. He was sixteen years old. So what does that say to you? Hey, look, you know, we've heard these stories before. Just say this, you'll get this amount of time. Mm -hmm. You'll be out at this amount of time. I'm sure that's what happened. You know, or or a lot of times, you know, it'll be just enough evidence. You know, maybe he was in the area. Somebody said he looked like the guy. Bam. Yeah. You know? You know? And and
0: they it might have been as easy as he was black. Hmm. Like.
1: Well, well, listen to this. Here we go. This is the, the this is proof of it. It says uh, there was a twi- uh, there was a two day evidentiary hearing on the case uh, late last month. It said in order that Hayes attorney in his order that Haynes attorneys from the Innocent Project showed he did not match the physical description provided by the primary primary eyewitness. Haynes was significantly younger than the description of the killer, about 50 pounds lighter and significantly shorter, the judge said. Haynes also had much longer hair than how the witness described the attacker the, the attacker. And his manner of speech was not similar. <laughs> but yet he was put in jail for the crime. Right. Okay. So like I mean, I'm sure. I and mean, then you know, how many times have we heard these kind of stories before?
0: Often. Too often.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So his his protection, I mean his complexion was was definitely right for the moment
0: Mm -hmm. you
1: know what i mean so um the person who the person the witness initially identified said saying she was 75 to 80 percent sure was in another state at the time of the killing so this, there was just all kinds of stuff that was going on at the time and yet you had this 16 year old kid that they figured they can go ahead and railroad for this crime which they did now thank god that they you know they worked on it I mean he was in jail what nine years mm-hmm. um, I wonder if there's going to be any compensation
0: involved with this uh I'll say hopefully, because, you know, I mean, 16 to um, plus nine years, like those are very formulative years in his life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. he, You know, he's still young because he's only 35 now. So thank God for that. You know, but, you know, we've seen we've seen a lot of stories where people go in young and they come out old, you know, because and with a situation um, similar to this. So, but it's a good thing that they were able to see that see that there was definitely a misjustice done by putting this young man in jail, and that they were able to overturn it. Um, um it says here in the in, in, at the end of the story, it says doing the right thing sometimes means we must seek to undo the harms of the past and not defend them. And that is what we have tried to do today, Moriarty said. It is not easy to admit and correct our wrongs, but it's necessary. That's deep, and that's true because we definitely know that there was definitely a, a issue here. Um, like I said, these kind of stories you hear about all time, uh, you know, all the time, and you know. He was one of the lucky ones that they had, you know, um, you know, he he got the backing um, uh, of that project to be able to help him, help him out. Um, But, you know, for those who spend their lifetimes in prison for stuff that they Mm -hmm. didn't do, you know, that's, that's really a shame, but I just wanted to bring attention to that story because that's, happened to be a story that worked out well for everyone. So anything you want to add before we move on?
0: No. I mean, I, I think you have pretty much covered it. Okay. All right.
1: You guys are listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn, your favorite podcast. Um, thank you for taking the time to uh, listen to us and 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 follow us on our social media pages and everything. We really appreciate your support. Um, our next story is, um, are you a hoodie guy?
0: I am definitely a hoodie guy, Dave. Don't buy me no crew neck sweatshirts because <laughs> they, they won't get worn. <laughs> okay, so you're a hoodie guy. Do you wear a uh, ski mask too? No, I'm not a robber or a killer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, That's not the well, reason I
1: was asking. But, Dave, but
0: are, you that are, up. are you a hoodie guy? Are you a hoodie guy? No, never, hoodie had never had been. Never had
1: been. I got, I got a few, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not a hoodie guy. No. Okay. Uh, and I'm not a ski mask person either. <laughs> so, I I'll figure that. Okay. Why are we talking about this, folks? Well, uh, this next story has to do with both of them. Down in Atlanta, um, it says Atlanta City uh, Councilman wants to ban hoodies and ski masks to reduce crime, despite racial profiling fears. Now, I mean, I could read the story, but we don't need to read it. We kind of know what this is all about. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to—it goes back to the Trayvon Martin days because that's where a lot of the hoodie things. Uh, Uh, down in that area especially, kind of um, came to pass. um, Matter of fact, the story, the very first paragraph, they meant to Trayvon Martin um, with the killing of Trayvon Martin. But it has been, over the years, it's always been deemed that if you're a person that wore hoodies all the time, that you normally was somebody that wasn't up to any good. You know, because especially if you had your hood up all the time. It actually became more of a fascist statement over the years to have hoodies, and especially um, certain color ones. Um, There's a lot of hoodies that are very, um, you know, um, expressive with the things that they have on them. You know, people... People, you know, put art and stuff on and all that kind of stuff on it. But the significance, the, it's funny, the significance of the hoodie when it first came out was exactly was a, a pullover thing to keep you warm, you know, and to keep your head warm. But it became, it grew big. Um, I want to say during the 90s, I think is when it really got, started to get, some, become a really popular thing. And then it started to be a a piece of a clothing accessory that a lot of young people started wearing on a regular basis. Um, But it also became an item used in a lot of robberies and um, killings and shootings and stuff like that because it helps to protect your face, hide who you are, at times, depending on what else you may be wearing, a.k.a., um, well, also, also, I should say, the ski mask, which is also something else that they want to ban because it is also considered a piece of uh, item that is used in a lot of robberies and um, you know, um, burglaries and stuff like that. Um, So, you got places, you know, down south, especially in Atlanta where there's a lot of crime and so forth down in that area. And they said that a lot of the crimes are committed with people with hoodies and ski masks. <laughs> what do you think about that? Is that racial profiling, you think,
0: or is that? Um, you... So I mean, i probably say yes and no. So Dave, the ski mask I mean, I definitely understand that. If you're living in the city of Atlanta and, and you know, um, don't stop listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. If you live in Atlanta, you wear a ski mask. But, Dave, to be to be honest, I, I don't see any reason why you need a ski mask living in yeah. Atlanta unless you're yeah. up to I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to be like my parents and grandparents. Unless you're up to no good, you don't need no ski mask at all.
1: That, that, is, that is true. Why are you wearing a ski mask in Atlanta? That right. is really true.
0: Yeah. Now the hoodie thing. So I'm a little, I'm a little torn on this one because I wear hoodies. I love hoodies. Now I could see, and I mean, I think this is very hard to enforce. I could see them saying anytime you go into a place of business, you cannot have your hoodie up. Like I could see something more like that, but you know, just no hoodies because, you know, they, um, black people aren't the only people who love hoodies. White people love them. Asians love them. Mexicans love them. Oh, most uh, young people,
1: uh, uh, most young people, I don't care what color you are, most yeah. young people like hoodies.
0: Yeah, I never so... got
1: the whole hoodie thing. I just never got it. Uh, I remember they look when I when when I was in school, man. They they, they used to drive me crazy. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I know. I know they can be, you know, the ones that have the fleece lining and so forth. They could be pretty warm, but I guess I just never liked the hood part of it, you know. And that was my mm-hmm. big thing, you know. Uh, but I know it is uh, sort of a, uh, rights to passage type thing when if you if you're a person that wears it, it was almost yeah. like when Timberland. Remember when Timberlands uh, became real popular? Hmm. Yeah, Did you wear Tim's?
0: No, you know, I I think because I always felt like my feet were big and then the Timberland boots have made them look even bigger. I skipped that (laughs) trend.
1: Well, it was just like when those Tim's came out, you know. Now, I remember Tim's, they were always just work boots when I was coming up. But then all of a sudden, they became a fashion statement. Mm -hmm. Even to this day, they're still a fashion statement. Yeah. And most people wore Tim's with the hoodies. You know, right. yeah, so, um, but they said there was a rash of burglaries and stuff in Atlanta, and people were using the hoodies and the ski masks to pull these burglaries and robberies off, um, which you know, of course, I can understand you know that would be something that would be a major problem, but we know it ain't just we know it's not just black people doing this you know, or or people of color doing this. So that's what the whole racial profiling part of it becomes. You know, because they want to ban they want to ban hoodies and they want to ban ski masks. Are you going to be able to actually stop people from wearing a hoodie? Do you see that even no. possible to do? No, and but you know,
0: but but I could see a place of business. I mean, even though I think it's hard to enforce, but you know how some places have uh like signs that say like uh no shirt, no shoes, no service.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, but well, some of the clubs. You you can't get into a club in a lot of clubs with um a hoodie on. You know, they won't let you they won't let you in. Because they're too worried that Keep in mind, if you're wearing a hoodie to a to a club where people are partying and dancing and eating, whatever the case may be, this says that you are too casual. You may once you start drinking that, you know, because if you come in clean dressed, you know, dressed to impress, you're more likely you're not going to get in a fight with anybody. Because you don't want to mess up with your clothes. Mm-hmm. But if you come in with hoodies and the jeans jeans on, anything can happen that night, especially after a few drinks.
0: So well, I mean, you know, remember I, that
1: night that you were out hanging out in Miami. You punched the guy up because he looked at you, and you had the hoodie on that night,
0: right? But you know, I think the bigger thing about the hoodie. You know, I'm going to avoid your question because, uh, <laughs> um, they they just just like Ohio University, they they ain't catch me either. But. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest thing about the hoodie is just concealing your identity. So, you know, a lot of people, when, you know, you put up the hoodie, you can't get a good look at what somebody looks like, especially if it's dark outside. So, um, I mean, I, I definitely understand the concern, but I don't think banning hoodies in the city of Atlanta is the answer.
1: Well, it doesn't help, too, that every movie and every TV show that you watch, when somebody get ready to do something, they had no business doing like rob something or cheat somebody or whatever, they got a hoodie on. The first thing they do is pull that hood over their head. hmm You know, so, so that usually means that they're up to no good, you know. So, um, you know, and not everybody's mom can get scared and, you know, send their kid to Bel Air.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, not everybody so could do that. So, you know, they live with the aunt and their uncle in Bel Air, I meant to say. So, so, but, well, you, that happened to you though, didn't it? Didn't that happen to you? No. Oh, okay. All right. No, nope, No. Nope, wrong, sense. wrong, wrong show. Wrong show. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, and I, they're also, um, PA is also um, talking about banning ski masks in Pennsylvania too.
0: And you know, I'm I'm okay with the ski masks. Like, yeah. I mean, they didn't say not,
1: hoodies, but they did say yeah. they did say ski masks in Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, I, and and I'm I'm okay with ski masks. Yeah,
1: yeah, that that especially up in this area, since they actually have a real reason to wear them up here. You know, that could be a problem. And that was just like. During the pandemic, when people had masks on, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because they had to, you know, wear them, you know, you figure all the robbers and all the, the, the shady characters probably had a field day during that time, you know, because oh, I'm, they, I'm sure. yeah, because that that was almost like a right to passage for them to do whatever they wanted to do. So, yeah, hoodies and the, and, the fa- and the and the, and a mask on, yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. So, yeah, bad combo. Yeah, that's a bad combo. And anyway, um but I'm sure that, you know, if they pass that down in Atlanta, believe me, it will be heard all over the world. I'm sure. So, let's see what happens. So, all right. Uh we're finally down to Leonard's favorite part of the show, which is called Dave's Corner for the you guys that uh Everybody knows about Dave's Corner. Everybody knows Leonard likes Dave's Corner questions that we always ask. So tonight's question um is the following. Here you go, Leonard. If you had the chance to teach at any university in the United States, where would you teach and what subject would you teach?
0: And, and give a reason why. Sure, so Dave, I'm going to teach at the number one HBCU oh, in the nation. <laughs> Talking about none other than Florida. Is, is,
1: is, 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 wait, hold on is is that Howard University or Spelman or
0: No, I guess not. Huh? It, if you have to ask, then you don't know. Okay, I just, I'll just, I'll just leave it like that. Okay. the number okay, one. Okay, so you
1: would teach at your alma mater.
0: Okay. go yeah yeah m University okay and, and my class you know what I don't even know if this is a class or not but my class would be called the life class and we would go over so Dave you, you always say I need to write a book yeah so th- yeah th- this class is gonna be my book chapter by chapter and we're gonna analyze um and I'll just say in what made me and didn't break me. Uh, okay. Now, this sounds like an interesting class, but how
1: would you grade on this? How would you grade? I mean, what, what would be, how would you pass the course? And, and and how would this help help your students?
0: So I would probably... Learn about your life. <laughs> I would probably use technology. You know, I'm going to use A.I. To grade Uh, my students for.
1: So you are gonna have Alan Iverson grade your your grade your uh, your students.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. Or Alfred Alfred Einstein. Oh, that's (laughs) actually A.I. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna use A.I.
1: Okay, you're gonna use A.I. Okay. All right. See how that goes. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So. Yep. Yep. Life Life class. Look! Look! Look for it coming soon. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of like you know how Oprah has that um that masterclass series. Yeah, yeah. You know, my, yeah. This, this this will be one of my masterclass. This is gonna be your masterclass. Uh huh. You and you and Oprah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, dude, what about you? If you had the chance to teach at any university in the USA, where would you teach, and what subject would you teach, and why? Well, if I had a chance to teach at any
1: university um, in the United States, I would probably want to teach at Harvard.
0: Okay. I'll see see you going with the PWI.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a reason for that, though. There's a reason for that. I would like to, to be able to go there and teach there a realism class on what it's like to be really, to be black in America Mm. and what it's like with the, with a subtitle and try to obtain proper education. Okay. Um, And I would definitely try to get as many black people in this class as I can and, you know, so that they can actually see us on campus, you know. Um, I think being able to to go to a school like that and teach. Now, you know, when you look at the people that have gone to Harvard and those type of schools, the Ivy League schools, you know, there's a certain type of student that they are. But I want to bring people of all different types of of black um, blackness, you know. I want the hood people. I want the uh, at Harvard. Yeah, that's what I am saying. I want them at Harvard. Okay. Yeah, I want the all hood right, people. Bring them on. Yeah, I, I want. I want the the upperly mobile. I want the. I want the 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 street people. You know, the people out there on the street. But I want them all in the same class to be able to t- to have them running all over Harvard's cam- campus. So that they can see what real, real life looks like. Okay. That's what all I would
0: right, do. All right. Uh, Professor Coker.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's what I would do. Uh, so that that's what I would do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, all I'm right. Sure. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. That's our show for tonight. Um, that's a news and trends with Dave and Len. I meant to ask you, did you get a chance to look at the, uh, I don't know if anybody out there got a chance to look at it. They did the Grammy, the, uh, the tribute to hip hop, the 40 year anniversary. They did it last night. You didn't get a chance to look at
0: it. Nah, I missed it.
1: Uh, they had your boy Will Smith shut down. He, 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 uh, was the last person to perform. He shut down the show.
0: Oh wow! Okay,
1: him and Jazzy yeah. Jeff, yeah. So I was like, because when he first came out, I was like, okay, how are they gonna receive him? You know, mm-hmm. but they were happy, man. They, they, yeah, you know, people rock. You know, they love Will Smith, man. I yeah, they,
0: they do.
1: Yeah, so but it was it was pretty interesting. If you get a chance, check it out. Uh, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. So, all right, we'll do. All right, well, there you go, folks. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Um, stay tuned for when we join you guys again it's always a pleasure check us out on newsandtrends.com of course we're on all the platforms um, all the podcast platforms so you can definitely check us out on any of your favorite podcast platforms and of course our Facebook and our uh, our, um, Instagram pages you can find us anywhere Or just reach out to us if you have any comments on anything that you heard tonight or any of our other shows. So we want to take the time to thank you for listening as we celebrate year number three during the News and Trends podcast. You guys have a good night. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Join us next week for another edition of News and Trends with your host,
1: Dave and Lynn.